You come at the king, you best not miss. You're not locked in Stone Zone 32. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Zone 32 podcast. We got a full crew and a special guest in the building. His name is Drew. His name is Will. His name is Grant. You didn't say your own name. You didn't say your own name. This is ridiculous. You take, one, one, you, take one, you take one, you take one fucking week off from being host and you get the same fucking name. My God. Hey, man, somebody had to do Tony Hawk Pro Skater at the skate shop the other day, man. That's why I got the fucking skateboard in the background. You know what it is. But anyway, my name is Jake. And introduce it. The man who has made a name for himself having conversations with Greg, the likes of Greg Roman, Mike McDonald. It's not Tricky from Run DMC. This man's name is Trippy. Say what's up to the people. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going don't on pop, don't I ain't gonna say anything. I'm gonna yeah. let him say what's up to the people. I'm being nice today. Usually, yeah. Jake's yells at you to shut the fuck up after you say anything. After that, he thinks that he's gonna like, catch you. But uh, <laughs> good, y'all <laughs> educated beforehand. Good. All good. right, let's jump into it. Uh, so hold on, we want to get into Trippy here. We got we got an interesting guest. Put together a nice, uh, you know, hundred question list for Trippy about his uh, his past and you know how he became the Ravens super fan. That's basically what we want to know. Is how did you go from, um, you know, like when did you start getting there that early to start, you know, yelling at coaches? And um, when did they start recognizing you and kind of, uh, you know, giving you love, I guess, paying attention, knowing who you were? Was it 2018 when what, we went to, uh, we played Tennessee? I can't remember what year it was, but I think Lamar was like a rookie. Uh, we beat him like 21 nothing. It was a little we, we got eleven sacks. T- Titans fan, so he was like, "Let's go to the game." So we caught a flight early. That, yep, 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 yeah. That that was the game. So, uh, you know, I was there. You know, drinking early, talking a bunch of shit. You feel me? And it was it was just a vibe. And we had on field passes, so I was talking to a couple of players, and I just kept saying, "Every sack we get that game, I'ma yell it out." And then I just took this one picture and posted on Facebook. It went viral, and I just started like, you know, started going to more games. And then, like, I just, you know, get to the uh, the games early. And I just used to see the players come by. And I just, just start just coming by, talking to them. And I think I really started going viral last year because I had a video week one that went viral uh, at MetLife Stadium. You know, I'm a photographer. I like taking pictures. So I'm taking yeah. a little bit of pictures and stuff. I hear fans say, hey, sit your ass down. So I'm like, who the fuck are you talking to? But I'm trying to know him, right? So then my homeboy was like, man, Trip, you just sit down. I'm like, no, nah, fuck that. We paid our money for him. You know, I ain't doing nothing wrong. You feel me? So I sat down. All I kept saying, I can't wait till we fuck him up so I can get up and talk a bunch of shit. So, you know, we started, you know, doing our thing. By then, they couldn't really say shit out. So I just started talking. A couple of days later, I see my video on the NFL uh, thing. Like, you know, the week one fan, something. And then... Just going from there, then I just started talking to Greg Roman, Mike McDonald, started making TikTok videos, started going viral from there. Then I just said, I'm going to take off from there. But I mean, I've always been like a super fan, but I ain't thinking to take off like this, though. So I just, you know, keep it going for the fans. I mean, they love it. I love it more. So Yeah, the only, the only one I didn't love was uh, you talking to Greg Roman. We we were a very anti-Greg Roman podcast, but, uh, you know. You were too nice for, for our nice, taste though. at the time, but... I, I don't know if I could get that close to Greg Roman and not yell, you know, something terrible at him. So, yeah, I remember sure that, that, nice that, that video, though. Wasn't that the video that uh, he yeah, had two weird. sets of sunglasses? <laughs> he had, yeah, he had a set yeah, of sunglasses on yeah. his shirt and a pair on his face. Yep. <laughs> that, was, that was the best part of that. That whole video was him and his in his his look. 
You know, he showed up, he, he looked fresh. He, uh, he had the two <laughs> sets of glasses on and everybody was, what the fuck? And they were like, this, this is the, the first 48 guy. Because I think the week before, wasn't it the week before where you got McDonald and you said it's not the first 48, 60 oh, yeah, minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the, um, I think that started, what, when we played the Bengals. Whatever week that was, that's when it started. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because that was coming out of the um, – the, the next home game after the Miami game. The, yeah, the Miami, Miami game, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that makes Miami sense. Game. Yeah, That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Well, so, you know, and, and – Something we probably need to cover here. <clears throat> you and Drew had a little bit of internet beef going. Hold on, hold on. It doesn't. It's not internet beef. <laughs> it was all. I'm gonna blame Hassan for that. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't even remember what I jammed him to be honest. I was probably pretty hammered at the point at that point, and then you ended yeah, up blocking I, me. But I'm sure I deserve. Yeah, it. yeah. I, I deserve ninety percent of it. Look, see, one thing about me, I don't usually block people, but I don't know what it was. Maybe I was just like, you know what? I'm just sick of this motherfucker. Let me just block him. But I don't think it, <laughs> But you know what was funny, though? When I finally went back to your page, I said, oh, this motherfucker blocked me, too. So I said, oh. so, But but it wasn't like no beef, though. But I understand what it was, though, because, I mean, you got your opinion. I got my opinion. But like I said, I was just doing it for, like, content. It wasn't like no... Because I could have easily said the same thing, like, yo, great Roman, fuck you, you suck, or, you know what I mean? But I ain't that type of person, because, like, you know, at the end yeah, of the day, that's a, their job, like, you feel me? But, yeah, you're, you're a nice person, and I'm an asshole, is basically what it's not true. I totally, I totally get I totally get that. <laughs> well, hey, also, trivia, yeah. Trivia, at least once a day, I want to block him, too, so. Yeah, once a, <laughs> well, once a day, once an hour. I would me, say. Me, me and Trippy had a little, actually, a dust-up online, too, at one point, because, Trippy tried to dip his toe in the mock draft world and his first attempt at it. He just, for no reason, <laughs> he traded, he traded down from the third round to the fourth round. And I said, Hey, Trippy, why are you trading down from third to the fourth round? And you didn't get anything back. And he goes, how the fuck should I say? I know. I said, well, you're the one who did it. I'm asking you, man. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I don't, to be honest with you, I don't really like doing that mock draft shit, man. Cause that shit be a little tricky. I was just doing something. Probably was just, you know, yeah, that made me laugh. Yo, that made me laugh so hard when I said, "What's up with this trade down?" You go, "How the fuck should I know?" I said, "Well, I mean, you're, it's your draft, buddy. I'm asking you." Right. Uh, but see, that's before was... I really got. That's before I really got to know you, though, because I'd be it'd be so many trolls on there. I don't oh, be yeah. know who's oh, yeah. who, so I gotta you know figure who's who. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, and we didn't block each other or anything like that. That was just a, a minor misunderstanding, right. I'd say. Right. Right. But right. Uh, yeah, yeah. But since then, you know, I think uh, uh, all the. It's all water under the bridge. The the podcast and Trippy all on the same page here. So you know, yeah, yeah we're looking forward yeah. to a, a, a nice, uh, long lasting friendship here. Well, yeah, plus, I, sure, usually go, sure. I usually go drink by the gate that uh, Trippy hands out or hangs out at before games. So because uh, my seats are right near there. So well, you know, yeah. and I'll have to grab a couple of beers this year before games. Oh yeah, for so. sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, especially well, if you're and, if you're hanging Grant's out, out there a lot. Yeah, Grant's out there too, but you know, typically uh, he gets yeah. a little he gets lost. He 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 uh yeah. he gets he, he goes across town and has a hot dog. Time. Yeah. <laughs> no, see you keep saying a fucking hot dog. I go to McGurk's for a cheesesteak. So no, Oh, you go to McGurk's? Oh, I go there, get a cheesesteak, get a bucket of beer. Spot. I like McGurk's. Grant and I were supposed to uh Grant Will and I were supposed to have drinks before the um Broncos game last year. And he, you know, I was like, okay, well, I'm heading over to stadium at 12. And he texted us at like 11.45. And he's like, hey, I'm at McGurk's. And we're like, we're like all the way across town. Yeah, we're like, that's like a 55-minute walk. So yeah. probably not yeah. going to see you. 
and I was yeah. not I was not leaving before my cheesesteak got there. Like I love y'all and everything, but that cheesesteak was that that was me at that time. He was waiting on that cheesecake cheesesteak for two hours. It we, was, we literally, it was like an hour and a half. It was insane. I was like, this is <laughs> but I know it's worth it. Yeah, Will and I got to the spot at ten o'clock. Grant's like, oh, I'll be there in twenty minutes when my cheesesteak gets here, and then you just never came. Yeah, Lacey was there. Like, yeah, we were all there. I mean, it was like a whole gathering of of Ravens Twitter people, and and meanwhile, Grant's across town with some <laughs> random old man on a fucking was, park bench eating a cheesesteak. Y'all could was that the game that Cole came to? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were at that event. Yeah. Yeah, I think he wanted to link up too, but see, it'd be so much going on because when I be doing my thing with the players. But maybe I start like at the well, but it'd be so much going on. That's why I don't go to Jimmy Seafood no more. Cause by the time I get them drinks in me, man, I'd be Well, yeah, that's a tough that's a tough ride over from Dundalk all the way over to uh to the, the stadium too. Oh no, 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 not not Dundalk, Jimmy. Oh, I'm no, talking about the tailgate. Either. Oh, you talking about the tailgate. I got you. I got you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Man, right. that's a black I went there one time and I found out that they cause like you can don't make you as many drinks as you want. So I'm sitting there like they're I'm like, yeah, I'll take, you know, two or three Jameson and Gingers. And they're sitting there and then they're giving me shots while they're making my drinks. So I'm like, man, this is great because you stand in line enough. You might as well triple fist, get a couple shots and go about your day. But this right. was this was the that Sunday night game. Well, I guess it was two years ago. then The Sunday night Steelers game it was the last game of the season when uh, RG3 beat the Steelers. I was there for that. Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like kind of yeah, rainy. So we yeah, all got yeah, yeah, too. Now it's twenty twenty. Like, we're not going to the rain. Yeah. So you scared me for a second when you said the uh, Sunday night game because I think the last Sunday night game against the Steelers. I know. I know y'all heard what happened. Oh yeah, uh, Najee Harris. Yeah, yeah Najee Harris yeah. broke. Oh yeah, it took your towel. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. broke yeah, your yeah, camera so, too. Yeah, we're no, yeah. no, no. Actually, he didn't even break my camera. See, it was a little incident that happened in the smoking section. He, oh, he I ain't break your camera. Oh, trust me. If he would have broke my camera, it would have been more than just some old. You know, I'm just sitting here like, no, nah, I would have been adding them like, hey, buddy, I need my camera, you know, X, Y, Z, fix this and that. But no, nah, it wasn't hey, like that. first-round pick, so you could definitely get yeah. you one. Yeah, we're still yeah. anti-Najee Harris, though. Yeah, you would have had Pickensburg yeah. in, your, in your replies if you started doing that. Oh, yeah, that, that dude, yeah. something, he's weird. <laughs> but but I, I love it, I... though. I, I, I love the troll, though, because, like, no matter what the Ravens post, he always got something to say. And then I find it so weird, we got our – what CB one always like commenting and all that, but he got me blocked though, which is weird. But you know, Trippy won't even uh, say Mar- his name. He won't even use his his his, yeah. his government name. Yeah, you Mar- know. Marlon. Well, I mean, Marlon doesn't like mac and cheese, so I feel like being blocked by him. Exactly. Like, you know, he, he doesn't like good things, so it might be a questionable blocking. It's a questionable yeah. decision to dislike that. It's, yeah. Well, Trippy, I got some good ideas uh, that, that we're gonna we're gonna talk about offline. For how to uh how to integrate what you do with what we do with game days and with uh, all sorts of stuff. So you know, I think people listening should be excited about some of these ideas. I know. Yeah, I got you. We've been talking about it, and yeah, we we like the uh, you know the the prospect. So uh, thanks for coming on, and um, I guess now we're gonna get into the the meat of the 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 program here. Go ahead, Jake. All right, then that will. So let's jump into Jalen Hurts, the Eagles. And quarterback Jalen Hurts reached an agreement, I believe it was on Monday, on a five-year, $255 million contract extension with $110 million guaranteed at signing. I believe year two, it becomes $126.5 million guaranteed. 
and I believe for injury and the total guarantees, it's $179.5 million, which if you listen to this show or you pay attention to any of the little nuggets and crumbs I've been sprinkled through NFL media for the past what, year or so about the contract details that Lamar turned down in August of 2022 or September, it's eerily similar to what Jalen signed for. So as always, start with the man, the myth, legend, Mr. Drew. How does this impact yeah. our quarterback's future plans in Baltimore? I got no fucking idea what Lamar wants to do, what Lamar's plan is. Um, I mean, good for Jalen Hurts. I don't think he's near the quarterback that Lamar is, you know, like from, uh, you know, t- physical talent standpoint. I don't think he's a good of a thrower. I don't think he's a good of a, a runner. But that's kind of like the market for quarterbacks now is, you know, that $51, $52 million a year, the, you know, about half guaranteed at signing and – you know, 75% guaranteed for injury. So if that's what Lamar wants to sign, then just put the offer on the table, get it done. Um, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of over the contract shit at this point because I think he's back. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that he's coming back and it's really is that he is he playing out the tag or does he have an extension? Um I missed the Jalen Hurts contract news, so I didn't see much um, you know, fallout right away. It was one another one of those days where I got a text from Will of like, hey, are you alive? Like what the fuck what the fuck's going on? I don't, I don't know when he actually signed, if there was a huge, you know, blowback on Ravensoder. I do know that a lot of people were playing this, you know, it's a team-friendly contract game, and it's not. Um, he's making, you know, the most AV of a NFL of a player in NFL history, and, you know, again, like third most guaranteed money. So the, this whole argument that it's a team-friendly contract is ridiculous. Uh, we have some very dumb fans who like to push narratives that are not true, but End of the day, I just want Lamar here. I just want to win a Super Bowl. I mean, that's really all I care about. And so if that's, you know, signing Lamar to the way, you know, the exact same contract as Jalen Hurts, then cool. And if it's, you know, letting Lamar play out the tag and go on the Kirk Cousins route, and that's what makes him happy, then cool. It is what it is at this point. We got Odell. We got Bateman. We might have Hopkins. We might have a first-round wide receiver. We might have, you know, like, uh, you know, somebody like Mingo coming in in the mid-rounds or A.T. Perry. let's, Let's fucking win. That's really all I care about at this point. Yeah, so th- here's the here's the the biggest takeaways from the Jalen Hurts uh, contract. Number one, he got a very similar deal to what was offered to Lamar, except that Lamar's was better. So what it tells you is he's the tenth quarterback to sign since the Deshaun Watson contract. So you know Lamar Jackson, if he's truly seeking a fully guaranteed contract or a contract with as much money fully guaranteed in the deal as Deshaun Watson got, it's getting further and further away from him because that's 10 quarterbacks now who haven't come anywhere close to that number. His numbers on his contract, this is the second part, um, are in in a lot of ways better than what Jalen Hurts signed. So uh, he beats him, I think, in like three out of five um, metrics. Um, they're yeah, similar. He missed him by it, missed him by four and a half million dollars on injury guarantee. That's the only thing that Jalen Hurts said. Right, ever. and everything else, Lamar, Lamar, you know, beat him. The biggest one that that tells you, I think that that and Sarah Sarah Ellison really pointed this out. The one that really jumps out is the new money in year one. So Jalen Hurts, I believe, is getting about sixty million dollars in year one of this contract and new money, and he was set to make four million. So you know, that's a huge jump for him. Uh, it's a big payday. Lamar Jackson would have been getting $88 million in new money cash flow. That's not cap money. That's just what would go be paid out to him in the first year of the contract. Um, and it would be by far 
the biggest amount ever paid to any quarterback. The the next closest is Dak Prescott at 75 million. So the fact he turned that down, this is where opportunity costs is is just you can't even really calculate how much money he's losing because having the eighty-eight million dollars in hand is so even valuable to him. Even if you just put in a savings account. Even if you if just you, put in a regular, yeah, regular you put that in, yeah. If he went and put that money into any bank except for uh Silicon Valley Bank, then uh you know one year later, he will have made nine thousand dollars per day on that money. So that's yeah. about that's three point two million dollars. Uh he We're doing made. nothing to yeah. Three point two million dollars he would have made on that, on, and that's on, that's on the difference between what he made the twenty three million on the on the uh, fifth year option and the eighty eight million he would have banked. So that's a sixty five million dollar difference. He will have he would have made three point two million dollars just for having the money in his possession. So um, people who are saying um, you know he's smart, he's waiting it out, he's betting on himself, you know he'll just make that money. Anyway, no, he won't because guess what? The money he made in interest also compounds, so he's missing out on the on the interest gaining interest. He's it's just the people who don't understand this concept. They're like, he's rich; it doesn't matter. Well, if he's rich and it doesn't matter, then he should take, you know, a, a veteran minimum deal. He if he doesn't care about money, he clearly does. He's a guy who said in the past, "I want to be a billionaire someday." You know how billionaires get really rich? They get rich and then they let the money make money for them. So and they by don't sitting, say no to somebody yeah. handing you ninety million dollars, and not just yeah, and not just ninety million dollars because ninety million dollars is ninety million dollars, but ninety million dollars being the most money that anyone in his position has ever been offered. In that, Deshaun Watson didn't make that much money in the first year of the deal. Yeah, would he so, make sixty-five? I think right. Right. So like all these people talking about guaranteed, guaranteed, guaranteed. Listen. Lamar Jackson's going to make every penny in his contract. It's yeah. just silly to think otherwise. It's he's not like a, a journeyman cornerback who's going to get cut, you know, going into year two to save cap space. He's going to make the money. So all two hundred million dollars in practical guarantees were going to get paid to him, and likely he was going to see every penny of the two fifty and more than that because. He will have renegotiated after three years because, you know, into year four and year five, the cap hits would get so big. They they would want to spread those out and he would want new money anyway because the market will have been reset. So he's going to want a bigger AAV. So just it, it, it none of it makes sense from a business perspective to say no to that deal, knowing what we know now. And now I understand he didn't know that all these things were going to happen when he said no back then. But he looks like he made a terrible mistake now that you see how things unfolded. And a lot of people said that's how it was going to go. So, well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's only 26. So like, that's the end of it is like, okay, yeah, he's got his money in mind that he wants. We know what the market is for what it is. You know, he's got the 90 million up front year one. We all know that those big contracts, they're all going to restructure after, like you said, three years, you know, the three to five year windows that three and four is usually the restructure window. If you know, you're going to keep the guy, that's where the most money is on the back end, just like the Hertz deal. The Hertz deal is insane money on the back end. He'll never get to that part no, of the doesn't money. matter, Grant. That's you not mean, real. Yeah, but, yeah. The, oh, yeah. You mean in cap, in cap? Correct. No, yeah. correct. Yeah, but I've been told I've been told online that it does not matter that those cap hits are $156 million over the last two no, years. No, that's not how it works. And, team friendly, team friendly. Yeah. Team friendly. <laughs> and so, but at the end of the day, what 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 he would do is, is if we, he gets that money, he's got that $90 million up front that first year, he's setting himself up for another big payday. So the longer he waits, the the – like Will said, not only the interest money he's cost himself, but his future deals he's cost himself. And we, everybody looks to compare. Josh Allen's working on another deal right now. Mm-hmm. He's already gotten a deal. And that's why you said that he's 26. So yeah. 
he okay so he's 26 great he's young whatever but he's also in year six of his nfl career we're going into and we're talking about josh allen signed two years ago he's about the same age right i think they're they're within a year of each other Okay, so okay, but so yeah. Lamar Jackson's not going to be—he's going to be damn near thirty years old by the time he's negotiating his second free agent deal, and Josh Allen's about to do it when he's going into t- year twenty-eight. He's going to be uh, age twenty-eight, maybe twenty-nine when he's negotiating. Well, that's that what deal. Lamar could do too, because he's twenty-six. If he restructures at twenty-nine, that's three years into the deal. Josh Allen's about to restructure, coming up on his twenty-ninth, you know, year of age, and that, I mean, we're, we're also talking about years in the league though, too. So you yeah, know, yeah. like. Especially two yeah. guys who take a lot, who take a beating. So, I mean, you know, the, the, and both of them, ha, you know, I'm not going to overstate or understate their injury risk. It exists. But the longevity of their of their career, we're not talking about a Tom Brady who's going to play for 20 plus years the way they play football. Right. I interrupted you. Go ahead. Sorry, Grant. Uh-oh, I think Grant froze. Well, I'm just tired of hearing, hearing about it because it's like, and then it's like when I comment on it, like, earlier all i said was man i just wish lamar stopped being stubborn and just come back to the table and try to negotiate you got motherfuckers coming down my neck time i'll stop plotting watching i ain't say no numbers or nothing come back to the table so we can get like you know what i mean it's because it, it's crazy we got odell Beckham, right but we still don't know what lamar want to do like he not coming to the table like so what is it you feel me did and you see yeah, did you guys see that yeah did you guys see the josina answer the anderson uh josina anderson tweet or I, I guess it was pulled from a podcast. She was talking to Clay Campbell. About, uh, Cal- exactly, and that's what yeah. I said. And and yeah, it's awesome. It, that. And it's crazy because like I feel. I mean, matter of fact, Kalez exactly explained it right. Like maybe he just misunderstood. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like look at the numbers, right? And then it's like everybody keep coming out and saying, "Well, he asked for guaranteed money." But basically, we could tell it's all about the money. Because it's about guaranteed money. Why are you not trying to sign a contract or something? Right. So. Exactly. I, mean, I, I I don't get it, but I just feel like he's stubborn. That's just me. Like I love him as a player. Like I just wish we can get the shit done, so these fans can stop. Like, cause it's like it, it make us fans like turn against each other. Every day is the same shit. You feel me? Like no matter what it is, no matter what the Ravens post, like the Ravens could post somebody's birthday tomorrow or happy birthday this person. Oh, is Lamar gonna be signing the comments? It's like always. It's no matter what. You feel me? Like. People are at Lacey or something like, hey, you know what I mean? What's going on? Like, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Like, like today crazy, they're announcing, man. they're announcing the uh, M&T Bank Stadium, uh, you know, naming renewal, yeah. and people are in in the comments about Lamar Jackson. Like, what the fuck is it? It's, it's a, it's a bank sponsorship. It has nothing to do with a, a contract for a player. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, I don't get what I mean. I think it's corny when people tag her in anything, like, like front oh. office related and everything. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and when they am and people who will defend the people who do that, they're like, oh well, she shouldn't, she shouldn't put herself. We should, we shouldn't even go down this road. We shouldn't it. even go down this road. But it's just so it is. Yeah. It's one of the the dumbest things that happens it's, in in this team, fan base. Even tweeting the team account, being like, when are you going to extend Lamar's, is fucking stupid because it's. I think it's Cassie Mink and Downing that run that account, right? Yeah, I'm sure they have. Exactly. I'm sure they have interns. So like. You know, it's it's people that don't have anything to do with, you know, football operations. And, like, I'll fire off tweets here and they're, like, jokes in the replies of, like, hey, you should do this. But I'm not, like, really, like, right. aggressively looking for them to announce a contract extension. I mean, I bother Jeff Zreback about it all the time, too. You know, right. it's just that that's that's for laughs. You know, Jeff's, Jeff's a good guy. Like, he takes it well. But it's it's people take this shit so seriously. You get down so many people's throats for no fucking reason. And it's all because Lamar doesn't have a contract. Yeah, I have one. Um, oh, my bad. Go ahead. Oh, no, go. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. Cause no, cause I remember um I just found out my aunt died. It was like on a Saturday, right? So you know I went to sleep, wake up, I get an inbox saying, "Hey, you know about Lacey uh, Page private?" And I'm saying to myself, "Like, what the fuck? Why are you asking me?" Like. Me and her got a relationship, like, we're cool, you see what I'm saying? So, like, why are you asking me that? Like, and I don't blame her for locking her account because you got some fans, they just want to be dickheads all the time, like, and I had to tell some people in the space, right, I said, at the end of the day, right, you got to understand, like, before she met Eric, she was a Ravens fan. She's from Baltimore, right? And then it was crazy because I saw y'all podcast, right? And I was like, damn, it's crazy I said that, then I saw y'all podcast, but I never saw it until, like, a couple months, like, you know, like, two months ago yeah. and i'm like damn he was just talking about that you see what i'm saying and like fans really started to think about it like you know what yeah but it kind of blew me because i was saying to myself like i lost my aunt like i'm not even worried about no ravens right now you feel me but you got some fans they wake up that's just to show like they looking at her page like oh damn i shit locked now like i wonder why you know what i mean just like this shit just dumb because everybody got a life you feel me like yep you know what I mean? Everybody can, like, don't get me wrong. Everybody got their own opinion. They can do whatever they want. But some stuff people do is just dumb. You feel me? And that's why, like, I guess the world it is what it is. Like, yeah, it's cool to troll and all. Like, I know my man Drew Troll. Like, I caught on to it, too. Like, earlier when uh the dude met, I actually went to high school with him. I think he said, um I think it was about the um the draft or something. When Drew was oh, like, yeah, Zay, uh, Flowers, Zay Flowers and uh, yeah, so and, Matt, and, Matt, and, and, Matt's and, a big Marquise guy. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean... I, I like Hollywood too, but I'm just saying, like, fuck the five nine shit. Like, Zay Flowers is just like a dog. Like, like you say, he like he born to be a Raven. Like, that's one of the players. Like, play like a Raven. Like, you know yep. what I mean? That, that in my eyes, you see, what I'm saying, built like it, more explosive. You feel me? So Grant likes what he's hearing from big, me. Yeah, big Zay Flowers guy over here. Big Zay Flowers guy over here. <laughs> yeah. That's one. He of just not. And I tell you, I mean, like when I watch him, so I like to break down receivers a lot. Like that's, I mean, college yeah. and pro. I like to see fits who would fit where. Like I was a kinesiology major in college, so like I look from the ground up, from the feet, how like body alignments, how they break routes, strengths, all that stuff. And like when I watch Zay Flowers, I'm like that dude is like he's a superstar. Like the way he gets in and out of breaks, sinks his hips, the way he uses his body, his explosiveness, he's aggressive. Like he's like. He's a more athletic Steve Smith Sr. And, like, it's eerie, but, like, he, not saying, you know, I hate the comparisons to Antonio Brown and Steve Smith Sr. because they were, you know, they're Hall of Famers. Antonio Brown's probably not going right. to get in, but he should be. And, like, the thing – Hall of Fame talent. Two, yeah, Hall of Fame talent. And He'll it's get hard, in. It's hard saying that about a rookie, but when you see what he brings to the table, he's got that type of potential with his intangibles, and he's just got that – he's just special. And, like, people were big on JSN. You know, I get that. He's an athletic playmaker. You know, he's a yak guy. But, like, Zay just brings a whole different element to the position. And we missed that in Baltimore. I mean, Bolden was gritty. Mason was gritty. C. Smith Sr. was gritty. Like, we're used to having that that guy to lean on that's going to get the extra fight in him. And we haven't had that in a while. Oh, I mean, look at the losers! Look at the losers that have been throwing uh, Zay Flowers the ball in college too. Yeah, I mean, I went, I went and watched them play twice at BC because that was um, I used to live right down the street from BC, so like it was a uh, you know ten minute walk up the street, and their tickets are like three bucks because they suck. And so I go watch him. <laughs> he's just unreal. Like he is just he's he's that good, and he doesn't have uh, you know Jason has had like CJ Stroud and Justin Fields throwing to him, and you know Zay Flowers. I couldn't even name BC's quarterback at this point. Like he's well, just he could have transferred too. I mean, he could have yeah, used the he portal and he decided to stay, which I thought was pretty dope. Yeah, because he said that BC was the only school that gave him an offer. 
So he was like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be loyal to them because they were loyal to me, which, you know, I appreciate. So that's another guy. Again, that's that kind of like that Ravens mentality. And you put him with Lamar Jackson and Munkin, I feel like it'll be a problem. And Odell. And Odell. But I'm saying like, I, I wait, Bateman. You know, and, 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 and Andrews. World, and Andrews and DuVernay and um, anybody but Project, And he'll be good. But, you we, know, I feel we, like we haven't gotten uh, trippy thoughts on a, that. Hey, Drew. Hey, Drew. Why? Yeah. Go ahead. Right. What, what, what? Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, look, I ain't gonna lie, man. Man, pro, we actually cool, but I mean, I, I get what y'all saying though. But I just wanna like, I just wanna see I'm, what he can do with a new offensive coordinator. That, that's all. I mean, that, that's all. I, but I, at this point, what, what, do we that, do can, we want him who? on the field though? Look what we got. I mean, he he's what he he's maybe the sixth receiver at this point. So what's so the point? Thing, Don't you think it would benefit him thing. to go somewhere else? And and get and get a shot to actually be in the in the real rotation. I mean, I talked yeah, to his uncle. I mean, shit. You know, me me and me and his uncle are cool now. Um, we we had a rocky start. He called me a pedophile and uh, didn't understand a, a joke that I made on the internet, which is fine. Um, but we we've smoothed things over. I now. think I heard some stories and, about him. Yeah, Mo, he's a cool guy. Most Stone. Most Stone. Most Stone's a pretty cool guy. He's a, he's a pretty um <laughs> you know pretty normal guy. Once you uh, crack the exterior of, he's very defensive of his nephew, but. You know, like you said, he's like, it's it's not fair to James to, you know, keep him on this team and not give him a real shot. And now that we're going out and getting Odell and we have Bateman coming back and we're potentially taking a wide receiver in the first round, like you're burying Proche again on the depth chart. So why not, you know, either cut him loose or trade him for like a sixth round pick or whatever you're going to get back for him and just, you know, let him go somewhere else, see what he can do. Even if we could, yeah. even if we took a receiver in the third or the fourth round, I mean, they should get priority over Prochet at this point. He's a six-round pick who's been here for three years and he hasn't done shit. So you know, like, I mean, uh, I think that's yeah, long, long enough. That that's a big enough invest, investment in a six-round pick. And, and you know, I'm, they, I'm sure he's I, a I nice doubt guy that too. I doubt they can get anything back for a six-round pick who hasn't done anything and who who threw the most fucking ridiculous interception in the history of the NFL. Brucey's time to shine, baby. I can't. I cannot believe he threw that ball. Still, the, the amount. Yeah, of- I can't believe that shit. I can't believe it either. The amount yeah. of confidence that man had letting go of that ball, and he, it was just in he the tapped the ball. Coverage. He tapped the ball and said, 500. He, he looked in his defense. Was- he looked. He, he looked good throwing it. Like he looked like he knew what he was doing, but the ball just. He, yeah, can't it looked good. Ball. It definitely looked good when he was throwing it. Definitely did. <laughs> he, I was saying. He had his I was sitting right behind. Yeah. I was sitting right behind that play, so I was like watching it develop, and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is a touchdown!" And then I'm like, "No, there's four guys down there. There's yeah, this is bad." Yeah, he shouldn't have had that McGurk sub before the game because it, it slipped out of his hands when he was trying to let it go. Yeah, you, spot, you, you, you spotted him. He, he got stuck in line with you. Yeah, he was waiting. I ordered mine first, but I let him jump me. It was cool. I knew he had a game to get to. So it was your fault. <laughs> is what you're saying is that you you caused you caused the interception, Grant. I understand that. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like we're in like a good spot now with wide receivers for once. Um, it's been a lot of years since I've actually been able to like confidently say that. But if we just go grab a first round, first round wide receiver, we have Talon Wallace can be our depth guy. Again, he's got like another two years on his rookie contract anyway. And, you know, maybe you pick up, uh, you know, you bring Demarcus Robinson back or, I don't know, another veteran guy that like that that gets cut during camp. And we're in really good shape, so... You know, why Why hold back somebody like Croce or why hold back somebody like Duvernay even if somebody's going to give you something for him? Or even if they're not. I mean, you, you save money getting rid of Proche right now. Yeah. And we could use the cap space. Like you said, we have, you know, $600,000 in cap space. So I'm sure he so could again, get a, I'm sure he'd get an opportunity somewhere else. Yeah. Well, I mean, going it again. Like one and a half mil, something like that. 
Yeah, I think it's like one point two yeah. mil. We say back. Yeah, home. I think we get a, a decent amount of cap space out of it. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and you know what? If he goes we, to, we, we I was gonna say, I was gonna say, if he goes somewhere and does well, like good for him. Like that's you know, I have no hate for him. I, I have hate for the people who thought you know you swore to me for years that he was going to be an all pro, but yeah, that's, no that's, that's the real thing. Trippy is like the, the reason we, we got so anti prochet is because of the people, mm -hmm. the weirdos who are so big on him when he's never, never done anything. They act like he's like, you know, that we hate the guy and he he's, he's accomplished something that these people who saw yeah. him, you know, in the preseason, make a couple plays and act like he's fucking Jerry Rice. Those like, you know, it's the same people we get we get into <laughs> it with on Twitter for any fucking reason. And, you know, it's like basically why we don't like anybody on Twitter right. just because they're annoying about something. And that, you know, and so Prochet became the person who took the the focus of that from us because there's too like many other say, people to, to focus on besides Gamer God. It, and he, he's a, he, he's a troll anyway. Um, yeah, I learned that early. I used to fucking butt heads with that kid all the time until I realized he was joking ninety percent of the time. But like J.K. Dobbins had the same hype behind him. You know what I mean? Like coming out and he had a couple of good games in the preseason his rookie year, and people were like, "This guy's going to be legit." And then he actually backed it up on the field. Right. And so it's like, okay, that's a guy that's deserving of you. You know, defending him, saying he should get twenty carries a game, and you know, Prochet has just not done anything to prove that. And, you know, granted, there's Greg Roman offense. Like, it's not all his fault, but I, I just think his time here is done at this point. If it were, yeah, if we were going yeah, into year yeah. two, if we were going to year two of Prochet and it was like, okay, let's see what he's got. It, that was a, that was the Greg Roman offense. Wide receivers get held back. Then I'd be all for it. But, you know, th this is, we've, we've seen three, three fucking years of this guy already. Yeah. You, you know, you know what I really think it is, though? I, you know what I really think was the last draw with Raven fans? And I and I felt bad for him too, because I was like, damn, if this motherfucker would have made that catch, maybe the Ravens uh -huh. block would have let up on him a little bit. I would have exactly forgotten I would have forgotten I would I would have forgotten everything. everything. You know exactly He'd have been thought, all pro, like everything. I would have bought I would have bought a butterfly t shirt if he made that catch at the end of that game. <laughs> Ch channel three, and, and, I'd be on that shit right now. I'd be wearing channel three merch. I'd be that's wearing last... channel three merch right now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the last play I remember of the Ravens season. That last play oh. right there, like that, that was it. Arms, yeah. I mean, that, just I made was... that play. The, the, and the really the tough thing for him is that still picture that was taken. Or uh, yeah, I think it was it was a picture. It wasn't like a. It's not a screenshot. Somebody, some photographer got a picture that looks like he <laughs> the ball was thrown directly to him and hit him in the hands. It wasn't that. It, I mean, it wasn't that easy. You know, it was like it, it was a reaction play. But it hit him. It did hit him in the hands. You know, you know. Uh, if I mean, he had I've made the play, but I just I mean, I've I seen like my he could have made it. I've seen my screenshot floating around a lot because I'm the one. I took a still frame of that last play and I tweeted out and I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" And I've seen that one reposted multiple times and I'm like, "There's just you got to catch that. Like you'd be a Ravens legend for that one catch." And you just oh, Ravens yeah. legend. No matter no matter what, I don't give a fuck if you don't never catch another pass for the Ravens. You will be a Ravens legend just for that one play. No doubt. Yeah, I, I'd be sitting here talking. I'd be sitting here talking about how we could save five hundred thousand dollars by extending him yeah. if he made that catch. Right. Well, and, that, and the thing is, is I feel like that those things happen against the Ravens. Like if there's a team that like the like if if that was the reverse role, Bengals would have caught that. On a tip at the end of the We've game. We've seen it. AJ, AJ Green. AJ yeah. Green. Remember the same fucking, well, it was at halftime, but yeah. same, we don't ever same get thing. Like that About later. a decade ago. Yeah. How many, how many times has Lee Evans catch that ball in his career? The one that Sterling Moore knocked out of his That hands. was like his route, that that front corner 
Yeah, that back corner that, that, end zone over the shoulder. That was that was his shit. That was that was what he made his his money on. That's what made him huge in Buffalo. Right. And then yeah. the one meaningful spot he gets that play dialed up to him in fucking New England, he drops that shit. You know how many times did Billy Condiff actually like miss meaningful kicks in his career? He was a pro bowler. Yeah, he was he was a solid kicker, and then he had that one fucking Ooh. miss that everybody. And then wanted. he got the yips. Yep. Yeah, he went well, to Seattle he, after that, didn't he? And, he? and he was terrible. Or no, Minnesota. Yeah, he, Minnesota, and he was just yeah, Minnesota. He came from Seattle to here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was just. Well, never I'm just glad that motherfucker. I'm just glad that motherfucker left, man. He broke my heart that year, man. <laughs> well, oh, and, yeah. and and you know, ended up turning into Tucker eventually. So, yeah. I mean, I live in Boston. Time. I live. I live in Boston, Trippy. So I've been dealing with the fucking Billy kind of jokes for you know what has been 11 years now at this point. It all, I get one of my asshole friends text me a Billy kind of gif at least like twice a week. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's that, that's what that's one of them jokes like it's going forever live. No matter, I don't care. If we have ten Super Bowl rings. Like that's just no. But yeah, I mean, it's, it is what it is, though, man. I mean, I'm glad we got our revenge the following year. But just imagine if we would have won, if he would have caught that ball, or even if he would have made that field goal. That, then, then, then we're then we're then we're talking about a, a Ravens potential dynasty in the exactly. early 2010s and yeah. there's no and there's no way they let Anquan walk after the second one and you know there's Ray Lewis a lot retire? of things are different yeah does Ray Lewis retire after that second one probably if, not if we got back to back probably not does Ed Reed leave I probably mean not. but would Ray Lewis have retired after the first one that's a fair I don't question think so. no I think he probably would have gave it another run he would have gave it a yeah. run probably to like you know shit start looking ugly because you know you can't yeah. win them all all the time but yeah I mean maybe we pay but Shamal right Bridges though but keep yeah, an hour I like Shamal Bridges though I, I like him I like Benjamin Victor more that's more my uh, you know my sleeper guy but Shamar Bridges is a is a solid choice the big guy you can't teach people how to be big you know what Drew, Drew I'm starting to hey, Drew, I'm starting to think man we think just alike man because I like Victor too I just feel like we wasn't using him but with this Todd Munkin mm-hmm. offense maybe we can use him yeah, especially if we don't go out and get like a Quentin Johnson or a Mingo or an H.E. Perry, you know, somebody in the draft who's bigger. Like, you know, Bridges or Victor could be that guy. We we need somebody who's a little bit taller than six feet. So yeah, we need I mean, size, we have those guys. Sure. We we have a couple we guys that size. you know haven't really gotten looks. And again, Greg Roman did not use wide receivers well, and we have a uh, you know an offensive coordinator who now uses people well. So you never know. Again, Isaiah likely could have a huge year next year. It's another guy that again I feel like was not utilized correctly. Um, Charlie Kohler again. That could be like a red zone monster. Yeah, they started feeding him a lot when he came back. He had that yeah, one. Yeah, that week week eighteen game. He he had a great game. Yeah, against the Bengals. Yeah. Oh yeah, Sensi Sensi. Yeah, yeah. yeah I actually Bengals. met him that game too. He's pretty cool. He's a pretty cool dude. Tall guy, huh? Yeah, he's like yeah, all this shit. <laughs> yeah. I was looking again. like, oh yeah, we're gonna use you next year. He said, yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> So what else we what what else happened this week that we ha- we haven't talked about? I mean, really, oh. it's the draft. Yeah, you know, all, there's been a lot of smoke with the DeAndre Hopkins stuff. Um, if you a go back to the possibility, scroll. Well, so you go. It was it was Slay that was the first one that kind of hinted at it, and he didn't say any names, but people went and um, you know, the only guy that was the only wide receiver that was rumored to be on the move that he followed was Hopkins, and they have some kind of tie. Um, I think they both negotiated contracts without agents and him, Richard Sherman and um, DeAndre Hopkins have some kind of relationship. And then you had that, um, there's a Michael Lombardi, I think did the podcast where he said that uh, Lamar demanded that they bring Odell and DeAndre Hopkins in. And, and then he said, 
then you said that Hopkins wouldn't work because of the money. And so the Ravens went and got Odell. And then Hopkins came out and said, I'm not looking for a raise. So that started setting off red flags. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, there, there's a lot of smoke with that. I, I feel like there's there's a big potential that he could come here if Lamar signs an extension. That's That's got to be the prerequisite. I don't think we can um, – I don't think we have enough money and restructures to clear to fit our draft class and fit Hopkins under the cap. But if you get Lamar to clear, I think it's like $24 million we could save with an extension with him yeah. or $25 mil. And then you got another $19 million in like, you know, reasonable restructures. You could get younger Hopkins here. And you can oh, yeah. still fit your draft class under the cap, and you can still have you know some money to play around with for you know like depth signings. Well, and there's you know, guys, there's guys on that can be cut too. I mean, there's more money to be found. We talked yeah, about I mean, one already. Yeah, Proche. If we get if we get Hopkins, you know maybe Duvernay becomes expendable at that point. And again, that's four million dollars, and that's not a huge number, but that's that's a decent chunk of change you can pull. Well, off when you're talking about just creating like operating cap flexibility after all those moves, then $4 million becomes very valuable because, you know, the yeah. amount of money you're going to be spending in season on, on practice squad players and, and, you know, in mid season transactions for guys coming off the street, stuff like that. It, it's minimal. You know, we're talking about $600,000 cap hits. So. Well, D, I, mean, I think, I think D hop is very doable. I mean, I think it's very much on the table and, you know, and everything that's been coming out, I mean, it's essentially down to the bills, Ravens and chiefs. And I mean, I think that the biggest shout out of all of that is DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, I think he would prefer to come to, I mean, I don't know. I think Baltimore would be his destination. I'm not saying it from a bias standpoint, but you look at the offense and monkey coming in, you know, him and Odell are friends. Like, you know, uh, there's just too many things that point to the signs of having DeAndre there. And man, that would be a crazy change of events. I mean, we would go from literally the yeah, worst wide receivers. We'd have the worst wide receiver in the room, in you know, worst wide receiver room in the NFL last year, to Bateman, Beckham, and Hopkins as our top three this year. That would be fucking wild. That would be like the biggest turnaround in a wide receiver room that I think we could expect. Yeah, you. Can, I mean, it was people were just talking about get Hopkins, and that solves everything. If you get Hopkins and Odell, I mean. Now, if that if that if that happens, there's no way we're drafting a, a wide receiver that you should expect to see much of, obviously. No, but then you're then you're looking at you know you go grab uh, you know right now like Joey Porter Jr. is the corner that I'm looking at in the first round. If mm-hmm. That's the guy at 22 that I would go after. But you know now you're talking about maybe you take Forbes there, or you know maybe you trade down and you take Brents in the second round. You know, there's there's more options there for you to go do. What are we comfortable doing? for to get Hopkins because you know uh maybe you do maybe they maybe they want to like say they're asking for a third and six overall is theirs I'm not even not even blinking yeah but that, say, but say yeah. someone else comes in and we're go, we're talking about day of the draft we're not we're, yeah. you know we're talking about so say someone else is in there with a third there's a bunch of teams with a, with thirds and so it's coming to, well you know, I'm saying, what if what if they were willing to do Hopkins and their second round pick for our first round pick? Are we comfortable going from 22 to 34? Without a doubt, 100. percent I'm I'm pulling the trigger. I, I, I think I take that. I take that. So that I think can be our like trump card for a lot of teams. As, as long as they're not looking for multiple first round picks, I'm in. I, I could care less what they it's want. Just like, us moving them. back to get DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, that's that's a no brainer, right? Because yeah. a lot of people are going to yeah, say, that's... "Oh, he's he's not worth a first round pick," but you're not giving him a first round pick. You're really just moving back, and you and they may have done it anyway. They may have been looking to do that regardless. But if you can get DeAndre Hopkins along with it, or maybe they want 
like uh you know they want to do the pick swap and like a six round pick or something like that i don't well, know i think much, i'm okay how with much that of the contract do you think they would eat that's the part that where they're on i think the Ravens they rework side, it if if they want if oh, so say say they wanted okay we want a, a day three pick as well all right well you can have our six round pick we need you to eat you know 60 percent of the the cap for for this year and then we'll take on the rest of the contract yeah or you get that what do you get like a 24-hour window i think that you can rip up the deal and do a new one after you agree in principle of the trade i don't know i don't know the the, the specific rules i'm not gonna uh i'm not gonna say something and have you throw it back in my face if i'm wrong someday you'll pull this clip and and be like look you said this on april 20th 2023 grant take notes I've already been writing them down. <laughs> just, just but nothing, yeah, I nothing. mean, there's ways there's ways to do it where I think if if teams are in a bidding war just with the that, you know, third round pick or even like they're they're offering a second round pick, we can come in with the first round pick and be comfortable with it cuz we're we're already considering taking a wide receiver in the first round. So you know there's DeAndre Patrick Hopkins Queen. is better than what we're going to get, right? But yeah, and does like Patrick Queen right. move the needle for them? I don't, yeah, that's another thing. Patrick Queen is definitely, a, a, and you talk about getting cap space back. I mean, I think he he's got a decent amount of caps. Not you know, it's nothing huge, but you know, I think it's probably four or five million bucks, right? Yeah, it's a decent amount of money. And again, if it's a third and Queen for Hopkins, and you know, like a sixth or something like that, like that's that's a trade you got to make. Yeah, and you know, I like Queen. I think Queen is a very underrated part of our defense now, but he's also a luxury. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, I'd rather have Hopkins and Queen at this point. Well, he doesn't even have to be part of that. I think we can, you know, he, he's definitely worth something decent to someone. So if people, yeah. if, if and I think we talked about this last week, but if teams are calling, we should be listening to to anything they're saying on that. Yeah, or you flip Queen yeah. for a pick and then, and you flip Queen for a pick and then you send that pick to Arizona. Right. That's another that's a, right. That's another thing. Like you load up some picks so that you can really sweeten up the Hopkins deal because if that is going to be the difference between Lamar Jackson coming off the demands and actually coming to the table and agreeing on a fair market deal, or you know continuing to stick to this ridiculous demand to go get DeAndre Hopkins, then fucking do it because it's a win-win. You get DeAndre Hopkins and you get Lamar Jackson. Right, and that was like, yeah, you yeah, know, that, yeah, I hope we do that. That whole, you know, we overpaid for Odell. Like, I, I think people miss the whole point that, like, you know, Lamar requested it. And so, no matter what you paid Odell, you're also taking something off the top for Lamar there. And whether it's, you know, you're actually taking money back or you're just bringing him to the table with Odell here, like, it helps the team a lot more than just what Odell does on the field. You're right. Yeah. And, and the alternative is whatever the fuck they're going to trot out there at quarterback if we don't have Lamar Jackson. So, you know, please take not your pick. Right. Please not hunt me. Again, that's another guy that I'm like, you know, irrationally hard on. I'm sure he's a nice guy and all, but like, we just can't, I can't do another year. I've watched that. So, was it like, so, so, so what makes you feel that way? Was it like, like last season? Well, not last season, the year before that, or was it like this year or maybe oh, before I'm about to ask what I was going to ask. Was it like before then? So it was last year, like 2021, I didn't think he was very good at the end of the year. But, okay. you know, again, he was also a rookie and, you know, like wasn't Undrafted really rookie, well. yeah, I mean. Just... Undrafted rookie. So I'm like, all right, you know, maybe that's just like growing pains, jitters, whatever, like fine. And then the end of last year, so the end of 2022, he just didn't improve at all. And, you know, again, even like running the ball, we made fun of him on the podcast a couple of times, but like he, he runs right into defenders. Like, he puts his top of his head right into a defender's chest. Like, he's going to get knocked out of, you know, 10 games a year because he just runs like an idiot. 
Yeah, the, the, I, I don't the know. Biggest, he like the, a dumb, he, he, he like a te- he like a technical dummy out there. He just <laughs> he yeah. just I don't get it, man. The biggest problem with Huntley, it, it's not even his fault, but like we've had to see too much of him. You don't want to see that guy play eleven fucking games or ten games, um, or I guess. In the nine, nine and a half. We've never had yeah, a we've had a couple of different guys sprinkled in there, but we don't. You never want to see that much of your your backup, especially when it's a backup who really no had no business being in the position to begin with. So you know he he's he's over he's definitely uh, overachieved, but to see that much of him, it 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 just gives you way too much of a a glimpse into you know how far away he is from really being a starting quarterback. He's, he shouldn't be starting. And, and right, you know, like, it's not his fault that he was asked to, but you know, you gotta be ready. And and like Drew said, he didn't get really get better from year one to year two. So like the anyway. 20, you know, in 2019, we had RG three as a backup and he came in for the second half of some games that we were blowing teams out or we had him play that last game against Pittsburgh. And like, he looked like a professional quarterback. He wasn't great, but he wasn't like, Right. You know, there weren't glaring flaws in his game, and I feel like Huntley has those. Uh, we had Tyrod Taylor back in the day, and again, that's a guy who went and got a couple starting jobs afterwards. Like, I just don't think Tyler Huntley is that good. And again, UDFA, like, you know, we're, we're, we shouldn't be expecting him to step up to be a, you know, all-pro caliber quarterback, but it's just like we need somebody else if it's not going to be Lamar because I don't think we can roll out Huntley again and expect to win a lot of games. Yeah, especially after that. Um, I just hate – it's like every time somebody talk about it, I'm just – because I was at the game and it's just – that's just sad, man. I, I still couldn't believe he did that play that, you know, that, that what, 100 and that something Cuban, yards or whatever. But, uh, yeah, that Cuban that snake thing, was you know. fucking – Cuban snake on the two-yard line. It, it, and it, like then, a one-team um, fly. Right, but see see the thing about it was, see, I was sitting behind the Ravens bench, right, and I, I lied to you not, right, I just kept saying, yeah, JK gonna get the ball because you know I was on Instagram live. I just kept making videos, talking shit because I was just like ready to just shut them up. Because like you know, Bengal fans. One thing I realized about them, like when they start losing, they want to start talking nasty and getting all you know what I mean. So I was just waiting for that time, and then he just went up, and then I didn't really get to see the play until I got back to my hotel room. And then when I really saw the play, I'm like, did this motherfucker really do that? Like. <laughs> Because from my yeah. angle, I really thought he was, like, really near the goal line. But he was really, like, two and a half yards short. Like, it wasn't like we was really, like, by the one and a half yard line where no. he could just jump up. But I'm looking like, what the? He's, like, 10 feet out. Yeah, and it's just like, wow. So, to be honest with you, by me just saying that play right there, yeah, he's not the uh, – like, I mean, he, I guess he's a he, – he an all right quarterback, but he's not, like, the back quarterback I want to see, like, because if you did that dumbass play, ain't no telling what else you'll do when it's – you know what I mean? But You know who he is? He's the guy – like, if he had been called into action because Lamar Jackson went into the concussion protocol in, like, the middle of the third quarter in a game, he's the guy who can give you that quarter and a half and, and look decent enough and – Keep momentum going. Right. But you don't want him to start the next game. You're really hoping Lamar clears that protocol and you don't have to have him go out there and start the game because if a defense has a full week to to prepare for him, it just tell me one signature game he's had that that he's he's been the starter. He had doesn't have one. The best one he had (laughs) is probably the that Bengals game, but the the play we all remember from it is the the ridiculous attempt to to dunk the ball from the from midcourt. So, you know, um, it's just he's a, he's a guy who probably will never be a starting quarterback, and, it, and the reason is what I just said. Like we, 
everybody in the whole league has seen now him start 10 games basically. So like you kind of know who he is. Is he really going to get that much better? I guess, unless he turns into like Geno Smith and somehow has like a career renaissance, but Geno Smith was a highly touted quarterback coming out of college. So. Yeah. And Geno Smith is good for a couple of years with the jets. I wasn't great, but he, you know, he at least showed flashes of being like a competent NFL quarterback. Right. And I don't think, I don't think Huntley's ever shown anything more than like you said, he could give you a couple quarters of decent football where right. he's not going to fuck it up for you. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's like, like, I don't hate the guy, but it's just, he, he's just not the move at that point. I would honestly rather yeah. if, if the decision was, we don't have a backup quarterback, I would rather they call RG three to come be the fucking backup quarterback this season, than have Tyler Huntley be the court, the backup again. Or I keep going back to it, but Stetson Bennett, you know, again, he, he knows the offensive coordinator. Like that's a huge leg up for a backup. Quarterback. Oh yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying if, if, we have the exact situation we have right now. And right now we actually don't even have any quarterbacks under contract as far as I, maybe we have Brown on the practice squad or something yeah. or on a futures deal or something like that. But um, right now I don't think we have any signed to any, like I don't think um, Huntley signed his tender yet. So I don't uh, think Huntley can sign his tender. So I looked into it more because it's that right of first refusal one. Right. And I don't so think right, like- so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it like I think it's in like July at some point. If nobody tries to sign him, it just kind of like converts to a two million dollar contract with us. So like I think he's got a two million dollar cap hold right now, and I think that eventually it'll like convert into that contract if nobody signs him. So I mean, he's here, but he's not here. You know, any anybody could come and take. Well, he's him. not at workouts. We didn't have any quarterbacks at workouts, but I don't think they were doing much football activity. They were just doing conditioning. Yeah, you know, we're we're notorious for our um, hardcore conditioning program. So. <laughs> Well, we we'll, yeah. we'll, we don't we don't we'll know see if that changes without Steve though, you know? right? Yeah, that that yeah, Steve out of here now, so we 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 thank <laughs> God. See what's up there. <laughs> yeah, again, another guy. Uh, just why was he still here? I, I'll never understand that. Yeah, I I I was <laughs> on that I was on that bandwagon with him too. Like, man, he should have been out of here after he gave everybody COVID in 2020. He should have been gone. Like that was just like that was my breaking point with him, where I'm like, you just infected the whole team. We had to play a Thanksgiving game on like a random Tuesday night. It was Wednesday you know, it was afternoon. Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, Wednesday afternoon or whatever. It's like a fuck it was. Three three p three thirty p.m. kickoff or some weird shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that was because of like NFLPA regulations that if we didn't play at that exact time, there wouldn't have been enough of a gap between that and Sunday's games to actually you know allow the players to play. Right. It's just fucking right. bizarre. The fact that that guy was still employed after that, yep. I have no idea why. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Well, his ass gone. His ass gone now. So we're gonna see yep. what happens. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. On that front, <laughs> but anywho, that's gonna do it for this week's installment. First, before I say anything, fuck the Warriors. Light the beam. Sacramento proud. You know what it is. We oh, will be Jake, back. do you have any random? Do you have any random NBA score updates for us this week? Yeah, the Sixers beat the fucking uh, what's their face, the Nets. <laughs> The Nets and the first, yes. yeah, Joel Embiid kicked somebody in the dick. I saw that, and then yeah, James Harden and, got ejected for like elbowing somebody. Yeah, and then oh, and the that's first oh, that's what happened. Yeah, he elbowed. Um, I don't remember who was on the Nets in the face, but he like you know he was uh, trying to cross him up and like elbowed him in the face and got kicked out right away. I thought maybe he got hurt or something because I'm actually because I I, I want to try and be rude. I got the uh, game on mute and I was like, damn, did he get hurt? He messed my parlay up. But damn, <laughs> thank you. I know now. That's just crazy. Yeah, they kicked him right out for some reason. They probably, no you know, why? Because the the Earl in in the beginning, Embiid kicked the dude the dick, and yeah. uh, and and there was a big melee. So they probably warned both sides that if there was any yeah. like, uh, you know, Chief rough Jones, play, yeah. yeah, that you're automatic ejection. That's what I would assume. Well, and like the NBA's 
NBA is on high alert with the uh, Draymond thing too. So right, yeah, they're yeah. not trying to have the Warriors playoff malice at the Pals. Uh, we're due for. I mean, I need, I need a malice at the Pals too for me. They'll give Twitter, you a hot Twitter needs it. The NBA needs badly it. needs another malice at the Palace. Like yeah. you, they need that. that, that I thought that Russell Westbrook was going to punch that fan in the face the other day. That would have been fucking great when he went into the uh, people with the floor seats, their little lounge at halftime. Just walk up some guys. That so screenshot was like yeah. I, th- I thought it was photoshopped. I was like, "What the fuck?" There's a player just, just standing some, in the there with the- just some little ass kid looking over his shoulder. <laughs> like, what's going on? That was fucking great. Yeah, I thought he was going to punch that guy right in the face. If anybody's going to do a balance of balance 2.0, it's Russell Westbrook. Yeah. He'll, he'll beat the fuck out of somebody. I'm here for it. Hey, Jake, before we, before, we end, before we end, we got to thank Trippy for coming on. Hey, Trippy, thank you so much yeah, for coming on. It's been a pleasure. No problem. the shit with you, G. Go Ravens. He'll be Go back. Steve Saunders. We yeah, will be back. back for sure. We'll have, you, we'll have you on again later on when the season progresses. Maybe before. Who knows? But either way. Yeah, for sure. But either way. Since I am 40 minutes south of Sacramento, California, fuck the Warriors, light the beam, Sacramento proud, and that's going to do it for this episode. We will be back to discuss this, that, and the other. But meanwhile, <coughs> it's time for me to die. Ah! No, Grant. Tri- Trippy's never listened all the way to the end, I bet. He's like, what the fuck is that? Zone, zone 32. 32.